Welcome to Marsha's Plate, a black trans-inclusive feminist podcast. A place where we know that not everybody is invited to the cookout. And we also know that every single day is a brand new day, and we have the power to make a difference today. So let's do this. New day, brand new day, make it better than yesterday. You can always find a way to turn it all around again. It's a new day, brand new day, make it better than yesterday. You can always find a way to start over again. When the sun rises, you can start over again. A new day, you can make it better than yesterday. A new day, it's a new day. New day, there's a way you can turn it around. Trust me, there's a way out. There's more time. Just don't give up. When the sun rises, a new day, you got another chance. If you want to join the conversation, you can hashtag Marsha's Plate. You can follow us on most social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. Just search for Marsha's Plate, M-A-R-S-H-A-S-P-L-A-T-E. Y'all ready? Let's get started. What's y'all's motherfucking tea, darling? Man. It's Sunday. <laughs> oh, shit. What is up? Another Sunday. Another amazing Sunday. I am so excited. I went to see the Woman King. Oh, hey. I'm going to see it tonight. Don't say nothing. Oh, I'm not going to say nothing. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to spoil anything. Okay. I wanna, I, but I do want to talk about it later, but I want to oh. give everybody a chance to see it. And so, you know, episodes oh, later, friend. we are going to talk about The Woman King. <laughs> hey. But I want to give everybody But it was good, though. But it was so good. Oh, so, 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 so I good. can't wait. So, so, so good. It's so powerful. They are kicking ass on it. <laughs> um, they are kicking ass. You know how like when you see like military movies that of men and their um like soldiers and stuff, there's no kind of fun that the soldiers are happening unless it's they're sneaking and going to have the fun. Yeah, off base. Off base. Right, right, right. Or, like, right. You know, when the when the colonel's not around or you know what I'm saying? Like they in their barracks alone, they gotta be all then they can be have fun. But if they if their leaders are around, they gotta be stiff and blah blah blah. No, this yeah. is not happened. There was moments in the in the film where it was just it was fun, like and it was accepted. Like we not only are we training hard, but we can be the next when next time we'll be celebrating and dancing and twerking <laughs> and doing fun stuff that's cultural to us, and it's just uh. it's normal. So it's giving space for not only us for for us to be great fighters, but also be in tune with our bodies in this other kind of way, not just in the <laughs> fighting kind of way. It's like ooh. This 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 just as powerful way in dance and in and in you know just moving and grooving and being happy and being and smiling. So it wasn't you know usually when I see men in military films, you know they're all 
Yeah. And da 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 da. Where there is moments like that, but there's also moments of happiness and joy and tenderness. And so I thought that that was a juxtaposition and exactly how I would how, how I would imagine um, a, a, a military of women, a, you get what I'm saying, would be where it would be that kind of full body expression of one's physicality and emotionality and mm. everything. And so I thought that that that's one of the beautiful aspects of the the movie. So if you have not seen it, make sure y'all take your ass to go see it. I wish I would have, if y'all haven't, I wish I went to see it this weekend so we can make sure their box office numbers is high because you know they only count it for the weekend. So go see it for the weekend. It's still, it, well, by the time y'all hear this, it's not going to be Sunday. But Mia, yes, go see it <laughs> tonight <laughs> so the numbers can count towards, um, you know, yeah. this, this yeah. ensemble of dark-skinned, beautiful black women. You know, many times they act like black women can't leave alone a movie you know that's that's yeah. some of the barriers that they um put in front of black creators black directors black producers black actresses this is the oh you know you need a male you need you know you need men to for men to come out and blah blah blah, blah. no like no fuck that like you literally sh we've shown you many times that we can bring people to the seats and y'all can't give, keep giving us this kind of excuse and so can't keep giving what, us the back seat yeah can't keep giving us the back seat and so i think this is a powerful story so definitely go see it what did y'all do this weekend um, my best friend, Brianna, um, she came in town, uh, one, of, one of my best friends, Brianna, she came in town and, um, we kicked it like old times. Like we, 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 we set apart for years, well not for years, but like we may not text every day. We might not see each other every day, but like every time we link up, it's like we were when we were in middle school. No time has passed. Like, yes. Like, I'm talking about, like, you know those secret connections you have with people that for um, that you've known for years from your childhood? Where, like, y'all can just pick up after each other and key. Oh, my gosh. We were, like, crying laughing. We were so tired because we were going back to back. And she was so goofy. We were laughing that we woke up and was like, girl, why are we wide awake at like four o'clock in the morning? Because we were having <laughs> such a good time. So that, that, that's been my weekend. Mm, I love friends like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, my weekend has been, you know, under the weather a little bit. I uh, okay. I had had a little uh, situation. Uh, I tend to groom a little bit in my down my lower region, and came upon what? an ingrown hair. <laughs> you said you tend to what? You tend to grow. Groom, groom, groom. like shave. I, you know, I I just I just started <laughs> doing a little bit more. Um, but I ended up getting an ingrown hair, mm -hmm. and was trying to do everything I could do to avoid having to go to the ER. And then I had to take my own advice because I do ride other trans guys around not getting health care because of fear. Mm -hmm. Want to be 100, right? And try to encourage folks um, or, you know, bring a partner if you're concerned about things. Um, be, uh, so anyway, it turns out I had a, uh, a like a ingrown hair that turned into like a cyst kind of boil kind of situation <laughs> in between my the the hood of the clitoris i use these medical terms for folks oh. the hood of the clitoris and the inner labia at the top so that's really oh, like okay. a crevice okay oh, i'm wow. envisioning the vagina it's like this 
at the at the hood. So, so like, like say this top, is the, the top. The, the hood is what covers the clitoris. Mm -hmm. So like underneath it. So this is say this is the top the start of the clitor the hood the hood. This is the hood. Let's just say right. my finger, right? It's right, the top right, right. of the hood. Uh -huh. It's like here. So it's like labia. On the side. In that right cover. here on the mm -hmm. side, right at the corner. Wow. Oof. Ouch. Sound painful. Did it irritate yeah. your clothes? Like, like so yeah, so it was it was irritating. It was irritating me for a couple of days. And I was like, okay, I'm just keep tabs on it. And next thing you know, it was a, a thing. And um now I did not like the first day I didn't call the ER. I didn't call the nurse on call. Uh actually what they the the suggestions they gave me was use a warm compress for 10 minutes a couple times a day because the heat is going to help fight those uh the infection, the white get your white blood cells, so figure mm -hmm. that shit out. Um and but take Tylenol stuff. When you talk about stuff. the white blood cells, you're talking about the cyst that was forming because of the ingrown hair. Mm -hmm. mm, it's gonna it, it, my body's trying to fight right and right. so that's gonna help fight it um because the inf the infection is centralized to that location correct so put the compress on and that did give some release some relief putting the compress on for 10 minutes taking it off did it a couple times a day i was already tired but then by yesterday i was wiped the fuck out i was like in the bed i had to spend the whole day in bed so I clearly had an infection. My appetite had been kind of funky for the last, the last couple of days. Couldn't really eat. Couldn't really, you know, I just was just meh. Um, and so I definitely needed to go in because you don't want an infection to spread to other parts of your body or get septus, which is like your body basically like shutting, the, you know, shutting yeah. down and shit. So and it, um, it doesn't it poison you after a while? Yeah. Definitely, yeah. 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 And so, um, but I was very grateful to know, and I mentioned on the show before, like I had this women's studies 103 class where we had to learn a lot of the medical terms for the vagina area, your groin area for assigned female at birth people, uh, for most assigned female at birth people. And, uh, anyway, so I was, it gave me more agency going into the situation when I talked, when I spoke with the nurse, and when I got to the ER, yeah, so when I got to the ER, yeah, when I got to the ER, the doctor, I was very grateful. The doctor was real chill. She was very trans-friendly because I go through Kaiser and I live in the Pacific Northwest. And so, uh, you know, yeah, and there in Kaiser, one of the things they are kind of known for is being is around trans health. And so I got there and the nurse, the doctor was like, first I talked to the nurse and they, they all were just like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, we got you. Then I got back there, doctor come in, she's like, oh my goodness, oh my, oh my, you oh my God, are you okay to be a trans man? Oh my God, let me be super sensitive, I'm gonna take my time. I know this can be kind of complicated for, for a lot of trans men, it can bring up a lot of things. Um, and she was just like, you know, just tell me, you know, I'm gonna let you know what I'm gonna do before I do anything. Um, and it was just very, it was a relief, even though I live somewhere where it is very normalized to be a trans person and the healthcare access, uh, the education of healthcare providers is, is, is much more broad than where I'm from. Mm -hmm. I still have a lot of, you know, a lot of hesitancy. I still have a lot of, um, you know, a history of trauma, traumatic experiences 
with doctors, with hospitals, even though I still went. And so some of that was around my own hesitancy. And I had to listen to my, like I said, listen to my own medicine, you know, listen to myself. Cause I, I advise, you know, I advise a lot of guys to go and seek the help that you need. I have friends who, you know, haven't sought help because the people they were around didn't know they were trans. So they just didn't go to the hospital. Oh, right. Or, you know, uh, in addition, there's a lot of different reasons besides I don't feel comfortable and I'm concerned about how I'll be treated is, is yeah. my point. There's a lot of different reasons folks don't go. Yeah. Um, but we should go. Um, anyway, I'm glad I went and I'm, and I encourage everybody um, to try to, you know, it's important to learn the medical terms that are used uh, for your lower region. It gives you more agency when you go, if you need to go to the ER or talk to a nurse to be able to say, they looking at me because they were surprised that I broke it down like that. They're expecting me to say my hoo-ha hurts. You know what I'm saying? My, my, my junk hurts. And I'm sitting here saying, yes, the, at the top of my clitoris, right? You know, at the crevice next to the labia, that gives you more power in that situation. So anyway, I, I, I do encourage times. folks to kind of, to know to know some of the basic terms about your lower region. I don't know anything about AMAP lower region like that, but I do know for AFAB folk, like there's a, you know, you got a lot of different moving pieces down there. Like where you, your, your urethra, but you know what I'm saying? Right, that's what I'm saying. That's my point, right? It's like the urethra, like your vagina is not the same thing as where you pee out of. It's not the same thing as your clit. It's not, and if folks don't know those things, then what you think is wrong with you, you don't even know what's wrong with you. That's why it's important to know a lot of those those basic medical terms and what the basic functions down there. Cause then even for yourself, you can determine whether you need to go uh, to the doctor or, you know, it just, it, you're just more, when you're more educated and more informed about your body, it gives you a little bit more agency and power to, to make choices because you are, you know what is happening. In my opinion. I also think that um, people who are struggling with gender, dif- the extreme levels of gender dysphoria too, sometimes having conversations about their body parts, it's not necessarily that they don't know, it's just it's really in front of strangers and in front of, um, they might not be comfortable talking about it, but this is, when it comes to your health, this is something I think this at least get to the point where you are comfortable talking about it to doctors, at least get to that point where if you have some kind of health concerns that deals with your genitalia, um, you should, I think, I think you should always get to, to some level where you can conversate about it in case something's going wrong. And I also think yeah. you should be examining your body parts, get a mirror and, you know, get down there and look, get to a level, a comfort level to where you at least can get down there and look at yourself. So to see if something is wrong, yeah. to see if something is a problem, you can go and get it checked out. That's on point. And I want to add too, because because it because your genitalia changes so drastically. Mm, right. As you age. No, no, no. But I'm for saying hormones. I don't I'm saying for for because of hormones. the hormones. Like I don't right, because of the hormones. They and, both you like know, go, for, for, but they both factor in though. Like <laughs> Your, your, well, yeah, your, your uh, genitalia changes as you get older and with hormones. Yes. <laughs> but I'm, you got to like factor in both because I had, let's I say, gray hairs. Girl, what? <laughs> it was like sprinkled what? in. I said, oh. I, I used to make fun of people. I'd be like, you got gray hairs. They'd be so ashamed. <laughs> but 
but now I'm like, eh, okay, I get hair. So like, I'm trying to like do a little trim and stuff. I, it's not, I'm not ages. I'm just, <laughs> that's the only place I get gray hair there. So I'm like, bitch. <laughs> but you know, like the- of right a, on of my a, phone. But you know, like the like you know, a a a vagina for someone who is not on hormones looks drastically different than a vagina, like drastic, drastically different. You know what I mean? So it's like, what is happening? So like, yeah, yeah. So like, like mm. with trans women, um, like the term is like the the cultural term is called pickled. Domino's right. Huh. <laughs> like if you have been on hormones for so many years consistently, uh-huh. where you're like chemically castrated now, and so now your dick is shrivel up a little bit, your balls kind of gone. Mm. That is something that drastically does happen with your penis mm. when you're on hormones for such a long time. You have erectile issues, sometimes sex drive. That's why the clients are always like, Are you fully functional on your hormones? Bitch. It so you want me to be a cocktail? Your, your oh, cocktail. It does depend on your mixture of hormones. Depending on what. Can you say doing. more about that, Diamond? Um. So, like, if you're just taking estrogen by itself and you're not taking a T blocker, like a um, like right. a, maybe a, a testosterone blocker. A testosterone blocker. Um. If you are not taking that, you you won't have these kind of effects. Um. If you are just taking like estrogen, because the the tea is still producing and going through your body naturally, and so you're not having anything that's kind of blocking it, and so you still, because even if you ask your doctor, like say that you know, because if you have a good doctor, they'll say, hey, I know you want to be on hormones, but do you still need to be functional, girl? Because we know y'all are here doing your thing, <laughs> you know. And they'll say, hey, I've never been asked that. That's crazy. Oh, baby, my doctor, my doctor showed did. She was like, "Do you need this? not just for sex work, but for like just in general? Your, yeah, your, yeah, yeah. Do your, you still want to fuck? Life, yeah. Yeah, you want your libido? You girl, yes. And so uh, my doctor yeah. will say, "Hey, do you want to still be functional, girl?" If you want to not be functional, then honey, take all of these. <laughs> if you want to be functional, then honey, p- take this out. And it's the testosterone mm. blocker that they say take out. And so, um, yeah. So, honey, <laughs> that's what happens. And so, so if like, so if you don't take that, you won't shrivel up. But if you take it all, baby, honey, that thing. And it's not necessarily that it shrivels up. It's the fact that it's no kind of erection. It's not ready for a re- erection. It just is always on hoodie like you just got a swimming pool like girl <laughs> she, but she be tough ready she be tough ready you ain't got a beach of me okay so listen when you bust a night it's easier for you to tuck your balls inside yourself i don't know because they're smaller because you're because yeah. you're not producing sperm so you're right oh so i try to bust at least one nut before i go out and so my balls okay. go inside my body and I can be comfortable because I hate. I didn't know you could put your balls inside your body. Yeah. yeah. You just tuck. I mean, I think I knew. I mean, I understood like tucking, tucking but I didn't realize like. Yeah, you just. Yeah, behind, so behind your. Um, what if where a uh, 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 male body where the pubes are. There is behind that under the skin is this little crevice. 
and huh. if you if you <laughs> and if you take it like a pouch, like a little pouch, <laughs> like and if you take your balls and squeeze them out of the sack, they'll go up in that little pouch, and that's why <laughs> when you see us tuck, it's able to be super smooth. Our balls ain't back there. People ah. think if you tuck like your dick and balls yeah. back there. They're and not you, back there. We give you girls too many secrets. <laughs> A lot of people think we just take the dick and pull it all every. I mean, shit, that's what the fuck I thought. I mean, no. I, I mean, being a husband, I was like, you know, that's why I was like, huh. <laughs> there is a secret pouch. Okay. Some science, like, like the science behind it, just the balls in your body is where you get your testosterone from. Your balls are. So, yeah, well, you get if, from if, right. So, when the testosterone blocker is blocking that, it's blocking the the blood flow that's going down there. No, 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 um, no. Wait, 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 me, wait, me. It's blocking your, the production of your sperm. Right. Oh, so. Wait. And it can. It's like a chain reaction. Right. So, <clears throat> because you're not, your balls aren't filled up with you know little baby sperms ready to pop out. <laughs> They get smaller. <laughs> they get oh. smaller because okay, they're right. because the your little soldiers ain't there no more. So they get smaller. <laughs> they get smaller. Look, you're no, you're no limit soldiers and taking a break. <laughs> you're not ready to make nobody say, mm, nah, 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 nah. I was about to make an R. Kelly reference. I was about to say, you know, I'm, glad, I'm glad you put it on pause. But I was like, oh, exactly. let me stop. Yeah, nah. um, no thanks. Good, good so, looking. <laughs> so you know, because that, that is, you know, you you sitting on E. <laughs> They're small. Mm. They have shrunken down, and you know. But even if you're not on hormones or nothing, you still can put your testes in that pocket because that pocket mm. just exists. It's just yeah. normal. Um, but if you are usually, and this is hilarious, if you are a smaller girl, <laughs> if you are not a big girl, you're a smaller uh-uh, girl. you said. <laughs> if you're a smaller girl, I'm, and I'm talking she's about. Small. She's, she's, first of all, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, go ahead, Darvin. Yes, let me finish when you read yourself. Okay, so it was the LJ that did it. Oh, so go ahead, Darvin. A, a, a girl who doesn't have a lot of um, fat on your body. Um, mm. and you're not on hormones, and you put them up in that sack, even in your clothes, them little knots will show. <laughs> because they have not shrunk down, and they're big, it'll look like... You ready to throw the fuck out? the little knot, the little ball knot. Yes. <laughs> and so... <laughs> and so oh, wow. And so, you know, gaining a little weight <laughs> makes it smooth and just look like, a, you know... <laughs> oh. Yeah, fat cooter. <laughs> what, That's what, all I be wanting. I be thinking, like, this is giving you camel down <laughs> until my balls start showing. I'm like, you can, you can really see that. Dog, that that ain't no pussy lips. This two balls. <laughs> oh yes, that's what, that's what adjusts uh, with us. So what adjusts with y'all? Okay. Let's go back to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> this is so educational. Um, I mean, that's why we here. Yeah. Hey, what's up, y'all? So we're going to take a little break to talk about 
the Black Futures Lab Black Census Project. For far too long, black people, our communities have been left out of the conversation when it comes to the census. Often spoken about and rarely really listened to. But this project is to end that. This is the largest survey of black people in the U.S. since, like, for about 157 years. They're trying to do something really major, especially for queer people and specifically trans people. If you remember, we were supposed to be put on the census for 2020, depending on if Hillary was elected <laughs> in 2016. But, of course, she wasn't elected. That's water under the bridge. <laughs> so, we weren't put on there. So, they don't even know we out here existing. So, the Black Census Project is trying to get 200K people to fill out their survey across the country. And the survey is really, really fast. I took it and a couple of my friends took it. And so, go down in the info box and check it out. It's a link. They're going to ask you questions about your experience, your concerns, even your dreams for the future. This information can prioritize specific issues for our community. It can inform policy changes and it can just simply shape the agenda in a way that's for us by us. So if you are black, especially if you are trans, go down in the info box and fill out the survey. They are trying to be inclusive. So they're specifically asking for trans people, specifically asking for non-binary people, specifically asking for queer people, really 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 is really really important that we participate in this project i think it's powerful the link is in the bottom if you black go fill it out you got time it's like shoot like a five minute survey if that super super quick link is in the info box and i'm gonna repeat this at the end of the show too but uh one thing i did not mention too is when it started i felt the irritation okay because mm -hmm. also i've had a hysterectomy which means the my uterus was removed i've also had a oophorectomy which means they removed the ovaries mm. wow. which, but they usually you can often keep one ovary which i encourage i think people should do that just so you have a little something there as a backup <laughs> you know what i'm saying and <laughs> and the because you know let's just say i mean even one, let's say if okay, you had wait a minute you said one ovary mm -hmm. yeah you can have them take just one because there's two ovaries you know you have the oh you're talking about the okay so the the fallopian, fallopian tubes the fallopian tubes go into uh, so the the sac that carries the eggs is called the ovary yes yeah okay. and they drop down through the fallopian tubes and fallopian go into tubes. the yeah. stomach and where okay, no nope. The not uterus. The, the, the not uterus. the stomach, but the uterus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you digest. The baby goes into but, the stomach. But look, but look, but look, but and, look. And no, but this is. Stomach look, God, I feel so uneducated. But look, a couple things, too. Your point, Diamond, like most assigned feet, most people, period, are not educated about their junk. If they lucky, they went to school and learned a little bit of sex ed. Period. Yeah. That's yeah. most people. And so in our communities, a lot of times, if you're assigned female at birth and raised as a girl, there's a lot of shame that comes around talking about your vagina, shame that comes around sex, shame, close your legs, wear, wear a slip, da 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 so, and that's, and that's why they had that class, because across the board, <laughs> AFAM motherfuckers, period, don't know shit and are taught to, uh, to have a lot of stigma and shame around are socialized to have a lot of stigma and shame around sexuality, sex, your body, versus yeah. 
how uh, even though I don't know all you know, a assigned male birth of people, especially those who are raised as boys, don't necessarily learn about all the details. But I do recall from school that they were a little bit more open talking about sex and yeah, jerking but off dicks aren't and, and, and you know. But I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that people are educated. I'm just saying it was more socially acceptable for the guys when I was in high school. And just in general, media yeah. and stuff to talk about sex talk in a about general sex way, in a certain way, it, yeah, it, not in a educate you about your body way. They can talk. No, about no, no, no. I know, I know, and getting that suck openly, but talking about sex in an educational way, no, I didn't get that at all. Right, and I'm saying, I'm saying at that point in life, around adolescence and high school and all that, for a lot of AFAB folks, their stigma talking about it. Period. Yeah. And I've seen this regularly from like a lot of my cis home girls. Like if there's a mm. incident where there's an STD spill, yeah. the man right. will tell the woman to go get checked first to see if she if if she got anything. And if she don't got nothing, then he won't go get checked because he don't think he have anything. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, yeah. And I feel that. If she do get checked and she don't got nothing, then he won't go get checked. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of stigma. Like I, I remember, I mean, our community, especially you know, like cis gay men, definitely are more plugged in into healthcare, obviously, um, in a way that's or talking about it or getting checked in a way that like cis black men are not, uh, who are who are straight. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, I I got a friend where I was like, hey, you know, you can come down to the clinic I work at. And, you know, you know, different depending on where you depending on the clinic, you know, this particular situation was for uh, uh, men who sleep with men, gay men, uh, sister trans. Uh, that was the target population. But anybody they weren't going to deny anybody, I don't think. So they come in and they were like, my friend was like, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. I ain't going to say I'm gay. I ain't going to say I'm gay to get this, you know, to get checked and get a gift card. I ain't going to do it. So you're not going to. You're not going, you know what I mean? Like that, like, so to your point, Mia, like, it's like, but you hit me up and asked me if you needed someplace to go. <laughs> and I'll tell you where to go. But that but, stigma, but, okay. they own, you I, know, all that stuff. No, but I completely understand that. And like, I think looking at it from a trans, feminine, AMAP body perspective, come on, terminology. <laughs> I used to like and everybody knows my story from when i talked about it like the healthcare system the only reason why i go get checked out is because of my um the doctor that i had when i was young and she was so lbgt friendly like she was the person that suggested me to go to austin when i was in waco and she was mm. just so open she gave me my first mammogram and i, I didn't have no motherfucking jds i had a little knot but it made me feel kind oh. But but because of her service is the reason why I am the way I am now. If I had have gotten the service Mm -hmm. that I got as a trans person, as a child, I probably would never have went. I'm not going to lie. Because it it continued. I've been been to like different places where I'm just like, okay, you bitches should know about trans issues. You're in the healthcare field, the healthcare field. You should know. Y'all should Y'all should be well-rounded we're, because we're all people, right? You would think that. Right. And they 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 either act really weird. They look, like, noticeably weird. Like, very performative. And kind of, like, shun you, but in a 
unspoken way, like by the way that they treat you and the like, the antsiness of it, like very weird, like, or they'll be direct and tell you that they don't serve people like you. Mm-hmm. It happens mm-hmm. to me as well at a, mm-hmm. Methodist, uh, at, uh, at a Methodist hospital in Waco, Texas. That's wild. I mean, I never had any straight rejection, but I've definitely had like, you know, shade, uncomfortableness, uh, disrespect. Uh, uh, but no, I've never been told we you can't be here. We're not going to serve you uh, outright, but definitely the okay, other kind of stuff. Religion, LJ. Years ago. That's wild. Years ago, it, if I'm to be honest with myself, not just with y'all, things that stopped me from going to get tested in my youth, it wasn't just fear of like, oh, do you got something or fear of that? It was also, it was fear of myself too. Like you can Mm. say what you would do. Like you could say, it's two things that I was so scared of. I was scared of HIV. And I was yeah. scared of um, breast cancer because, especially as an AMAP person, Diamond, they used yes. to shove that down our throats. Like, oh, you're gonna have. Especially as an AMAP person, they yes. will always tell us we're gonna die of AIDS. That would be nasty mm-hmm. shit they would say to us. Yeah. So not yeah. only I didn't want to make motherfuckers right, but but uh, take people out of it. That because I had these fear of cancer because my you know my mom had over ovarian cancer, um, mm. my um my grandmother had breast cancer then she died of bone cancer so cancer was really just has been rampant in my family and so cancer and um and hiv and because i had got pumped i was thinking like maybe that could have caused some shit. it just so many levels of what i was worried about but what i mean by i was scared of myself is you can say oh you know, I know that it's not a death sentence. I know that, you know, there's medication now. I know, you can say all of that. <laughs> you can say and know all of that. But when you get that information, how is it going to affect you? How is it going to affect your motivation? How is it going to affect what you think you can do for the rest of your life? How is it going to affect um, just, you know, your overall mental health? And there was a part of that that was scary for me because Mm -hmm. I have always been a strong person. And so, but you don't know how strong you are until you actually go through something. And so, and so in my past, when I was scared of getting tested, it was that. It was like, yo, so much good shit is happening in my life. What if this is the time, Mm. boom, I get this results and I got to deal with this now. Or it's so much bad shit happened in my life. What if I go get tested and it's add on top Something of the bad? It was yeah. always how am I going to respond to that? I never had an STD before, so I don't know how am I going to respond to it. And da da da. It wasn't until um, you know just getting older and saying, "Bitch, you getting older and you tired of worried about." Every little motherfucking thing that happens to your body, you thinking, oh, is this the, is this, is this the, you know, the AIDS coming? Is this, is this, is my T cells low? Or, you know, is this, is, is this the time? Soon as you get a cold, wearing about that. Or soon as you get some, like I remember like in 2000, like nine, something came up on my leg and it was like itchy and scratchy. 
It could have been some motherfucking poison ivy, child. It could have been. It could have been anything. <laughs> but anything was going wrong with my body. I was like, oh shit, is my body my my T cells low? Is this is this my body telling me that? It was yeah. It's so many things that I was worried about um, back then. And it just got to the point. That's where not, and that's stressful too, right? Like you're trying to avoid stress, but that's that sounds exactly. stressful as fuck as well. Yeah. But no, so, what makes add stress to it is when you know, bitch, I've been fucking a couple of niggas without a condom here and there, and it's been a yeah. while. It, it's like I ain't really. It, I, that ain't never really been my issue. I've only, I'm stereotypically. <laughs> like if I if I had the perfect session, I would be a bottom. And you putting your dick on me with a condom or with a condom on don't change really much of the feeling. Yeah, it's a little bit of yeah. difference, but not much of a feeling to where it's, it's drastically like, where oh I got to like you need to take that condom off. I'm not that girl, and I ain't <laughs> never had no and never had no issue with making niggas come with condoms on. They come just as fast with them on as with them off. <laughs> So I ain't really never had that kind of issue. So it just never been a benefit for me to yeah. put, take the condom But off. you don't never like have no slip ups. Like I, I, I've probably only been with like five people I, I can think of without a condom. Five or six, probably like five. Yeah, like five people without a condom. But there has been times where I got scared because it was a slip where I mean, we was fucking the nigga done it. And I'm like, bitch, where's the condom? Mm. What do you mean it was on? Well, it's also, easy? you know, we did different Hell things no. in our business. <laughs> we did you different things in our business, too. Well, oh, well yeah. Yeah, so while... Oh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Dummy, can you take that out? <laughs> what part? <laughs> The, con the, the condom getting stuck in me part, just that small. Well, I'm about to say it. So, uh, if you don't want to be, if you, I'm about to say it. I have had a situation where um, I'm doing it with a dude, and the condom it comes off of him because, honey, I'm got that got that, that snap, baby. bitch. So I I pull it off of him, and that, I that. have to take my finger. <laughs> And dig the motherfucker out of my booty hole and pull it out. <laughs> I had that situation, but in my mind, you know, I was like, "That's Ooh. still a scare, though." That happened to me like once, and I was afraid though, because yeah, I was see, like, "That's." What, I mean, even, but wait a minute, Diamond. Even if they didn't bust the nut, you gotta think about come. You gotta think about. If they got genital warts, skin to skin contact, yeah. I think about all There's that tons shit. of other shit. Yeah, younger, I was more worried and worried because I was going through so much stress in my younger years, like my twenties. Once I got stable, then it was like, bitch, bitch, you stable. You got health insurance. You got everything. So just go ahead and go get checked out and wear it out. So luckily for me. I had some really good practices and, you know, nothing was wrong, but I just wanted to say that so people, because I do remember being very, very scared and worried about what my, not that I wasn't educated about HIV, I, I, I had no choice, like, they've been slanging that right. in my face since the 90s. It Girl. wasn't that I wasn't educated about it, it was I was scared of myself, of how I would respond to the information. Would it send, send me spiraling into a depression? Will it... 
will it do something that I wasn't prepared for to take to handle on a mental level? I was scared of that. I was scared of me. Not necessarily because, that I was gonna die. But it, but in really good retrospect, um not retrospect, but in really good regard though, Diamond, because we've seen what not taking care of your body and and stuff. And sometimes it can be a mishap or a rape or unfortunately, or, you know, you just have a hoe and I wanted to fuck. (laughs) It could be, you know, it could be anything, you know, and we've seen the repercussions, the repercussions that that happened to our peers from them not taking care of their Mm. health. Yeah, because I hear that a lot of times. They got, you know, people, when you hear them tell their HIV story, it's always a, I fell in love with somebody and they gave me HIV or I got raped and or uh sometimes bitch I'm out here running the streets and I wanted to fuck and I fucked and got caught up. <laughs> I, I I feel like that's that's a part of the releasing the stigma too. Like yeah, I, mean, I, I was out here doing my thing and having my fun and got mm-hmm. caught up. It wasn't no big drastic somebody deceived me, somebody lied to me, somebody hit right. me. I, right. I feel that's right. about that's too. I feel like you should be able to say, "Bitch, I was out here fucking," and this was. Yeah, I was having a good time. Mm-hmm. And I accidentally mm-hmm. slipped on the Yeah, it was what it was. Mm-hmm. And, okay. I, and, 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 and 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 now, I have to accept the consequences that come with that. But I hope that we right. But I hope that I hope that we all and those that are listening, if you ever have a mishap, whether it be STD. Whether it be whatever that you have good people in your corner that that are able to 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 keep you pushing because that's what you're gonna need. I don't know if I would say consequences. Maybe the like you just yeah. I mean, good, yeah. I mean, you got you got a new health challenge, you know. Because uh, so it's mean, 2022. Like the, <laughs> the, the of it, you maybe know, the, yeah. sure. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah, I mean, because I mean that's a whole other conversation around like stigma around STIs, STDs in general. Because consequences sounds like particularly something bad, and and you're supposed to pay the consequences or your repercussions. And I get Mm -hmm. that. My public health hat just went on. (laughs) Right, and I didn't mean it in that way. So I think in a and like okay, I I did this, and now I have to put my big girl panties on my or my big them panties on or draws or or my big boy um draws on or whatever and i have to look at reality differently but that doesn't mean my life is ended right right really like what that looks like depends on where you live too right it's like Mm -hmm. that's the reality too because unfortunately the united states is not necessarily uh, a nation we just own a whole bunch of stolen land with very with not everybody has shit in common so <laughs> you know what i mean that's why we got well you already know this that's why we got yeah. so many different laws depending on where you at slavery like you know like a regular ass country be like this is the rule everywhere right <laughs> that's what regular ass countries do but here but um but it just made me think because uh, i heard about the recent i mean we don't have to get all into that that's whole nother thing about what was going on in texas then they aren't they trying to pass a law around access to care for folks who have HIV, yeah, or something like that. What? Um, yeah, they're, they're, they, yeah, they did pass it in certain places can, already. Can you ex- where what religious, where religious people who are uh, in a, a particular religion can actually deny you your HIV medicine? They've been doing that shit for years, dog. Their, religion, their religious belief. They've been doing that motherfucking shit since I was. They did that to me. Right. They told right. me that motherfuckers came in the room and I was so, and I was, 
And this is the fucking thing. I was so nervous to go to the fucking hospital anyway. In the first and place. it was the closest to me because it was the most accessible because I was, I, I, first of all, my, my parents was a fucking Christian and Baptist. So my, they didn't even really fuck with it. My mother didn't really fuck with that shit like that anyways. And so I, here I go getting her support kind of because she would rather me go to a doctor than a back back in a back alley clinic because she wants her child to, to 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 be healthy but she's still you know she's still kind of like bitch i don't you know at the time i don't i would rather you detransition and i was nervous even making the decision to be like fuck i gotta tell these people my business i'm a child i was young and i'm nervous i'm like oh my gosh i'm, I'm just thinking like what could happen and i get in there and i'm waiting for the dude I tell the I tell the nurse hey about everything and it, it fucking took forever for him to come in there and then he finally comes in there and tells me that it's against his religion. That made me feel so fucking bad that I didn't go to the doctor for a very 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 long mm. time and yeah. I started black uh, I started I did black market hormones where I had to fucking go online and ask bitches. Their reg their regimens and go to black markets and go get my hormones because I didn't want to fucking be made fun of all the time, but and have people fall out because I was hard and I want to transition and a bitch ain't never gave me nothing. So I had to do it on my own. Right. So that's late as fuck for them to have to make those barriers for marginalized people that are already stressing about enough stuff. Right. Right. I'm sorry, I had to get that off my chest. That's late. No, I mean, I mean that's some real shit. That's crazy. That's some real shit. Wasn't that like last week or something? That's this past week? Yeah, it's just recently. Mm-hmm. That's wow. that's not so so it so it really unless you go to a public hospital or like that's your that's your only option because if you go to uh some of these religious affiliated and usually the private ones have the best people because they uh, can afford the um best to the salary for the best doctors um so private or like a university hospital yes. basically um okay. yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's it's really shady but this goes to show you how the snowball rolls look at what look at what happened so we know they're going out the agency of cisgender women and um trans men and non-binary people any birthing people when it comes to row and they're going after trans people when it comes to sports, when it comes to criminalizing their parents, when it comes to um, anything that had to do with their care. And now they're coming after people, anybody <laughs> who may have HIV, who who needs medication. And all these things are putting us into even more harm and how see how when they get the when they get the guts to go after one, they get the guts to go after the other one and then get the guts to go after another one. So this is why we cannot be be petty and stuck in our silos and we cannot be petty yes, bickering over petty little dumbass shit when we have the same- We literally dealing with genocide, right? <laughs> we literally dealing with- enemy. It is yeah, petty, exactly. it is silly, these conversations about um, non-binary versus binary, these conversations between cis women and trans women, you're not really Why a woman. Bitch, they all are fucking with us. This conversation exactly. about trans women against gay men, uh, all that kind of shit. They so all not- are coming after us. We're right? all and- like the same motherfucker. We just right. all trying to get to the same at the finish line before the other bitch. But why can't we get there together, motherfucker? Right. right. La 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 la
Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch I am community is fuck (laughs) so thank you I really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. I think there's a app, you know, active disinformation situation on some of that, on some of the, uh, I think it was intentional that there's an element within the community, uh, an element within the community overall as trans folks, an element within the community of folks who identify as non-binary. There's an element within that community that I think is partially intentional along with all of the chaos that's happening on along with the same folks that might be on the internet arguing with trolls over shit that obviously is fucked up and problematic and probably did not happen referring to lj so when i'm not in the dark i think that there is i think since 2014 around that time leading up to 2016 election i think there's an element of folks uh younger people who were taken advantage of by Russian bots, okay, mm-hmm. and like drink the Kool Aid because they don't know no better because they're isolated, right? And so I, and, and all you gotta do is skim off a little bit of the people. Specifically, are you saying drink the Kool Aid? So the so we in the midst of George Floyd when he got murdered, motherfuckers are in the street. There's a pandemic, oh, and all of a sudden, no, I'm just saying like let's just take around 2020, and all of a sudden. Not the not the not the trans people most deeply impacted by the shit. Trans people, a lot of trans, not not everywhere, but a lot of cases is not trans folks. It's trans folks who come from class privilege and all this other shit, who are just quote unquote shaking things up. But they don't really be talking to black people who are trans. They don't really be in the community like that. And also trying to dismantle longstanding institutions in the midst of a major motherfucking crisis. Not saying that institutions and organizations don't need to be held accountable, but how the hell we in the midst of a major crisis like this and and then we got this element within the progressive side or whatever the fuck you want to call it, of folks being like, let's tear everything down and start all over. What? That's not how this shit works. So, so we've lost. But the reason why, LJ, is because we, the, it, this is what I seen when I was at the George Floyd March protest in Houston. We were so all fucking confused. We didn't have no guidance. We didn't have no leaders That's there what I'm saying. saying, this is what you do, this is what you don't do. The police could have washed the fuck out, and we didn't have anybody that had that type of experience guiding us we were just fucking winging it and so i think that's the issue we don't have the structure that that the civil rights that's what i'm about to get that's what i'm about to get to we don't have that structure 
that's what I'm about to get to, Mia, is that so over the last 20 years, I used to be heavily involved in student organizing. There was a very strong student organizing movement in the United States. OK. And um, you had U.S. Student Association. Multiple states had state student associations. I use that as an example because those things operate as a pipeline for folks, community colleges, too, not just, you know, four year institutions, UT Austin. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. All over the country. Basically, student unions over the last 20 years, what has happened by the right, they have dismantled public sector unions. They have dismantled student organizing. These were pipelines where you were able to get the skill sets and have the mentorship and the institutional memory to know what the fuck is going on for with, with folk with older organizers right they basically dismantled that over the last 20 years i'm talking oh, okay. like i'm from wisconsin they did they took the shit out the state statute and everything and so on the right though they use the same pipeline tactics because i was a i went to a, madison is a is a was a place you know was where they fight some of these wars at madison right. berkeley uh you know where they were the conservative right. the, you know policy think tanks and shit right. so we were dealing with your future Josh Hawley's, your future right. uh, 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 motherfucking assholes that we're dealing with in Congress today on the student level. They don't, I don't want to pay for, I don't want my, 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 my student fees to go to the Black Student Union or the LGBT Center. Take it all the way to the Supreme Court, Scott Southworth. Because mm. that, because what you're doing is, base is, 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 this is the, 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 the uh, testing ground for what you want to do in your policy with everybody else. OK, this is the same era uh, where uh, the affirmative action case went down in Michigan in 2003. All of these things are part of this pipeline because a lot of people would be in this pipeline and either on the left rather and go into organizing or be staffers for people who work in Congress, be staffers for people on the state level, uh, mentor uh, with a lot of local organizations. That shit got torn apart. And on the left, what happened was organizing for america in my opinion also kind of gave this kind of fucking idea that like being an organizer doing the work quote unquote means working at a nonprofit, staying in fancy hotels and like you know making good money and that's not what this shit is about period this shit's about <laughs> trying to alter relationships of power and so it, it feeds okay. a, it feeds a narrative that on the right well the left you know the liberals and the people that you know, really, you know, they're all, you know, college and this and that and all this other bullshit when like on their side, they they continue to use the same kind of tactics for that pipeline to develop leaders on the left. It, it just it really it just got super corporatized and they and they fucked up on the left, period. That's my opinion. They fucked up about 10 years ago. And so, so okay. we ain't got we ain't got the same kind of pipeline. We don't have the same kind of um, structured situations where students are young people are being trained on how to run a campaign trained on how to teach other people how to run a campaign Ed education learning about past organizers and civil rights era and ella baker and the tactics and you know uh you know when uh 
the folks mm-hmm. went down to register people to vote and, they, and Ella Baker was like, take off your suits and put on some overalls. My main thing is a bigger disconnect today between the people impacted by the issues and the people at the table working on them. And there used to be a, it used to be a closer, it used to have, you used to have a pipeline for the people who a were impacted by the issues yeah. to have an opportunity, not just if they went to college, you had Act Citizen Actions and all these other organizations that got shut down on the community level, ACORN. And so, so so now the people at the table are not necessarily the people are the majority of them aren't necessarily even connected to the community in the same kind of way that folks used to be used to have it used to, not as many but you used to have a way to do it so two things so that was one thing, we have to be actively accountable for when we come into spaces i know when we are mad about um you know something that just happened like george floyd when you come into spaces, you have to be actively looking for people who actually do organizing so you're not in the dark when you go into those spaces. So that's one thing. You have to actively look for people who actually do the work, who actually have the experience. You have to be a part. You cannot be disconnected from community for so long from the activist space and then think you've got to come in here and do stuff just because you're mad about the situation. You no, literally man. have to find people who actually who've been doing this work even when there is no big spark that has relationship to building right? relation you got to yeah. do that so organizing is all about relationship building and number two what i think what one of the cause of those things is fucking capitalism like it i think it, it that there had there exactly there are people there's three like different levels of people that you just were talking about um you know you got the people online that that listen to the bots or who who are just trying to get the most clicks who are just trying to get the most views who are just trying to be controversial just for the sake of being contrary and to go to get a retweet to get a da 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 so you have that that fame and influencer kind of um influence no that, social um, media presence you know, that presence trying to so you got these people on the left trans people in our in our in our silos wherever they are that's just trying to say something to get people riled up so you have that that's right. not necessarily bots you have that so they're trying to just do be contrary that's that those people then you have the people that you were just talking about that are at the that maybe have the power and the connections to have the um the power and the connections to be at the table making certain decisions or can push politicians, push, you know, some kind of change at the, um, not just politicians, but at the corporations or wherever. People have that access. That, 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 right. But those decision makers, also, yeah. There's capitalism and um, money. You Look, we just seen, you know, us, all kinds of people doing commercials, Cadillac commercials, getting access to these weird that that most organizers back in the day they didn't get no endorsement deals no. and all that kind of stuff. So there is a certain level of book deals and publishing deals. There is certain level of capitalism that is that's being and not saying that these people don't have in, that who who are participating in these capitalistic games don't have integrity because there's some of them that do and some of them that don't, but there was not this level like that back in the day or not to this extreme where they get in brand deals where they get in sponsorships where they get all this right. kind of stuff so that's they're that. getting celebrity um celebrity statuses too now exactly and then the people who are on the ground that's another thing they pulling out their cameras they might go viral they might go you know what i'm saying it's the same thing click and view situation like that there's a this is a whole different era of time that back in the day 
while there are some strategies that back in the day could be amazing and still work today, but there has to be new strategies. And we have to be intentional about creating those strategies. And we also have to be intentional about if you're gonna be out here in the streets, connect with somebody who has the experience, who do this all the time, who actually is dedicated to this work because there are literally people in every city that are organizers. When you oh, went shit. out, I seen you do that. I seen yeah, it's an ask. Yeah, she that's was, what you're supposed to do. That's what you're I, supposed to do. I didn't know that. The, I, was, I was probably one of the people that y'all talking about that was motherfucking upset. I seen that young girl get beat down at the gas station by that motherfucking mom. My pussy was on fire. Yeah. Woo! But it, like you said, I, you didn't know what you was doing. But you yeah, didn't know what to do. And to, and to be clear, I'm not talking about what you're talking about, Mia. I'm talking about folks that get paid. That's who I'm yeah, talking well, about. I'm that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where my critique lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying something was rotten in the cotton over the last couple of years in terms of quote unquote activism because it was just too much shit going on to all of a sudden now we just disorganized when we motherfuckers ain't never been dis disorganized ever. So, you know what I'm saying? And I think some of that is the provoking and that kind of stuff. It's strategic. And, and it's fucking strategic. It I think part of it is strategic. And evolution. But I also do think it's evolution. And I also think there, this is the downside. So one of the intentional things that we heard from like, you know, the Black, Ma Black Lives Matter girls, you know, that unlike back in the day where there's like this one leader, there was like this, you know, it wasn't one leader, understand that. But it, that the focus is on one leader and folks kind of just followed those, you know, bigger leaders to, you know, do whatever. This was like a leaderless thing. Like you, we all are leaders. We don't want it to be- This like was some this. bullshit, Diamond. Uh, I no offense. I, no, 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 let me, that I, let, I mean, I, I, I like it too, but folks are, trained and get paid a lot of money mm. in my opinion motherfuckers make too much money they know better because a lot of the people not everybody are disconnected from the people on the ground who are actually impacted by this shit on a regular basis if you're not if you're not because it's it's for some other folks it's more of a it's an exercise mm -hmm. okay and so we don't got time for exercise because these fools are literally like we're about to be an abortion everywhere at the it White House. Uh, and just Congress. for clarification, we're about to do these things. We're people. using my bad. I was just saying no, they're usually they're for, using. I was LJ. What I was saying, just for clarification, it was not an exercise for me. Oh no, I know, I know. What I'm saying is like. If you have an organization and it's a nonprofit, you need clear bylaws, clear this, clear that kind of shit. The shit wasn't clear. And there's no excuse for that. And that's what's frustrating because yeah. the shit was right there and the shit could have been more organized and been more clear about which Black and Blacks Matter this, Black Matter like yeah. the global, the da da da, the da da da. Yeah. There's no excuse for that, in my opinion, because I know that a lot of the folks do know better, right? Yeah. And I know that they know better because they work where they work and they do what they do. So they know how to organize the shit. And so somewhere something happened. But I do think a part of that was intentional. I don't think it's there. They were trying to intentionally do that. I think that there was something in the, something rotten in the cotton during this moment where all this shit is on the line and you have all these people in the mix that know how to run campaigns, who know how to train people, who know how to organize shit. But I, that's yet, what I mean. It, I think it's it, the, it, it the got lack a little, of leadership. I think it got a little weird.
Yes, I think the lack of leadership, I think the lack of it being centralized leadership, it yeah. was the, ne- this is the negative effects. They of were experimenting. All of these silos. They were know? experimenting with our lives. That's why I'm talking about problem. multiple people, not just. But Diamond's right, talking but about I'm something different. Hold on, wait a minute, LJ. Diamond's talking about something different. No, no, I'm talking about this being a negative effect of that strategy, and and I think yeah, that's what I'm saying. But what LJ is saying is that this wasn't the time to be experimental with that. Le- I'm not that saying you, right, and I'm not saying you can you can do some of that, but you also had some of the folks on the ground being like, "Fuck the NAACP, fuck these long-standing <laughs> institutions, we taking them down because they don't." And it's like they still here. Why you back to doing what the fuck you doing? Okay, and so, and I'm not saying that you don't have young people versus old people shit because that's natural. That happens all the time. But what I am saying is, it because that pipeline breakdown is not there anymore. There's no pipeline anymore. Mm-hmm. Folks are trying to figure it out. Those pipelines were places where they could say, "Oh, Mia, you mad about that? Girl, come here. We come no, to this, come to this conference. Come to yeah. this. That's what happened with me. I had all this. You know, I've always been a political person. And but to learn, this is how Congress works. This yeah. is how this shit works. This is yeah. what. This is actually where you got your power. Here's a structured way for you to fucking have your power. That's and I think is. because some of them folks were di- were some of the people, not all of the people dip- across the country, you had various people who were just so disconnected from the actual day to day life of black people who are black, but just not connected to the day to day life of like poor working class black people. That mm-hmm. some of this shit and this is not necessarily being specific to the folks who led uh, black lives matter. I'm just saying in general across the country because you had so many different yeah, things it was happening. So movement for black right. lives you had exactly you had and, what I, and all i'm saying is that it was all i'm saying is like it just it was frustrating to to watch as someone who kind of came up with some of these folks to know that like it ain't gotta be like this it ain't gotta go down like that it ain't to go down like that not with all this shit on the line listen 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 what could we have done like in, think, in, 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 in today's like what would have been the solution it's I think one of the time. solutions would have been to build a fucking coalition, mm-hmm. use the skill, like literally, there's literally training manuals. But I'm talking about training, LJ, all this minute. other shit. Wait a minute, LJ. What I'm talking about is I'm talking about right when it, I'm talking about the, you. I'm talking about being on top of the shit. I'm talking about right when the shit uh, kicked off. Right when it when the shit I'm, went viral. Think, about, about wait a minute. Right when the shit went viral. I'm sorry, viral with with George Floyd. What could we have done? In that moment, to be like, boom, bitch, we're going to get them, but we're going to be organized. I will say after after Ferguson, after what happened in Ferguson, there was an opportunity and people were organizing in a more structured manner. There was something that changed between that time and by the time we get to 2020. Internet. And what happened with George Floyd? There was a lot that changed, and a lot. I think a lot of it is social media, the bots, Trump got elected, all that. But what I do know is that for most people I know who are just like day-to-day working class black people, poor black people, mm-hmm. weren't trying to have 27 million. White people love categories. This Eurocentric, Eurocentric culture loves categories. Why are we working so hard to use their fucking framework to organize ourselves? And that's why I have a problem with some of those things. Like it's like that shit don't work. And and black people have shit. Some of these folks, because they're so disconnected, don't even realize you're recreating the wheel locally when you don't have to recreate the wheel. If you just would have asked somebody, somebody anybody, 
somebody besides the, the people who live on the on the on the cool side of the city or by the university or <laughs> or go to the coffee shops if yeah. you would just go on the other side of the highway and go into the hood and go talk to the people at the blah 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 that's yeah. all i'm saying it was a disconnect in a lot of places not everywhere right but there was a definitely a disconnect talking about two different people i do think oh. we're talking about two different people yeah now that i'm mm. hearing you say what you're saying I think we're talking, I'm talking about black people. I think you're talking about performative white people. The fundamental of organizing is relationship building. I'm saying there was an element involved with a lot of Negroes who, a lot of them not connected to day-to-day -day regular shit that motherfuckers are going to or going through and understand those things. All these people were trying to burn down bridges. The fundamental... <laughs> core of organizing is relationship building. So that made me think something's rotting in the cotton. I'm not saying it's intentional rotting in the cotton. Some kind of influence came in to make a whole segment of people think organizing means burning fucking bridges. No, the fundamental organizing is relationship building. That's all I'm saying. So something was going on that that element is problematic because the whole point is, like you said, how we started this is we all dealing with this shit. When you're in a coalition, we don't have to agree about everything. What we do agree about is this thing. OK, and we agree about this X, Y and Z. And so um, these aren't you don't have to be like, I went to school for this or I went to all the trainings for this. We all know we all know this. And most of the work that gets done, the best work gets done by people who don't make a lot of money usually, or organizations that don't have a lot of funding. We already know that in, in general, in a general, bigger sense of things. But uh, this is my only negative with that. This is, I don't want to say negative. This is my own, this is my only pushback with that. Mm -hmm. Look, I, I don't think that we are in a new, we're humans. And I think the same humans, type of humans that you was dealing with back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, that you're dealing with now, the same type of humans. I think that the because if you listen to the story when you think about like elaine brown um um when you think about um kathleen battle and eldridge cleaver and and huey p newton and you think about that era and you think about um stokely carmichael and you think about the mess that went on with um uh, malcolm x and and the noi and you there was some mess going on there was some fucking mess yeah the next going on but let me finish let me finish there was some mess going on but i think the difference between now and then is that the quickness of information and how you can change the tides of people's mind because of social media. Yes. The quickness of information and how you can change their in, their enthusiasm, the the image of the, the leaders, the, all those things, it happens so fast now that the, that we are seeing some of the effects way, way more quicker of that mess. And it can derail some of the things faster than back in the day where everybody, because the information and the mess was more quiet and we learning about the mess now that the old heads is getting, um, you know, interviewed right. now that they about to die. Right. We hearing about the mess and through their books and da, 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 da. But yeah. in the moment, it didn't happen as quick. Everybody, the the mess didn't really get out. They could, they were they were more able to get caught. Like we didn't even know about Cointel Pro until like the bigger public until years after after mm -hmm. after that. Mm -hmm. So I think the mess was going on, but the internet, the the element of the internet communication Commun is what changes. Yeah, the speed of it, what yeah. where the speed can be positive, and it also I mean I want negative too. Yeah, but I, the wealth gap is much bigger over the last 20 years. And that's a big part of it for black everybody. 
And that's what I'm saying is like with the wealth gap, we don't live around each other the way we used to. Black people do not. And that's what I'm saying. And so like when you even if even back then, a lot of those folks were college educated, but they were still connected. They were still connected to the we were forced. Yes, I know what what I'm saying is, but they were still connected to the community. They still could go on the block and get get something to eat. And what I'm saying is. Unfortunately, with the wealth gap being bigger and black, more black people living in isolation than ever before, living in small towns around white folks, living, I mean, that's just what it is because people had jobs or whatever. That's yeah. very different reality over the last 20 years, particularly the last 10 years, than it was back then. And all I'm saying is a lot, not everybody, but many of the folks who <laughs> are stirring up dust. Or not, or being like cut off the old and da 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 da, and are interested in the institutional memory, are interested in learning about the history of the organizing in Houston instead of I'm just gonna pop up and come up with some shit. All oh, y'all shit is old and late. No, but actually, black people already had shit. We already here. Like you can build off of that or do something new, but you need to respect because we're African. We respect our elders. We respect unless they do shady. No, definitely. We, you know, but we we understand institute. That's important to our culture to know right. the past, to know where we're going, and so right. or Sankofa, right? And so what I'm saying is that element to me is like the the piece that's like new and easier to manipulate because you have a segment of black folks that aren't as connected. People don't go to church no more the way we used to. All that kind of shit. We just not in around each other unless you live in a Houston, unless you live in a Milwaukee, unless you live in a Chicago or DC or Baltimore. But if you're not living in those places, you know, you do have more black folks that just grew up just kind of isolated. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not saying that makes anybody more or less black or anything. I'm just saying you have some folks and even folks that grew up around black people who are right. And all I'm saying, let's be real about it so you can get more connected. And that's what I'm saying. There's a lot on the line. (laughs) That's what that's all I'm saying. A lot on the line for bullshit. It's like privileged black people. I'm I'm from the hood. We got time for the these people that's isolated, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I'm from the sticks. I'm from Waco, I'm from the country. So, okay, yeah, we had houses in the country, but we were mainly in black areas. So I don't know too many black people that's from the hood that was like, not from the hood, but from um, urban areas that didn't have black people around them unless you were privileged and you could you your your people were able to be in better areas but no also because we hadn't went through a battle in a very long time even in the hood that that disconnection from the organizing work of mm-hmm. the people even if you're in the hood you might oh, be no, disconnected that. from that and yeah. so I think that's what and in 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 that regard going back to my point about internet even the conversations that older people were having when this shit was popping off that negative because we we didn't heard the the negative talk from older people you young people need to calm down and chill da 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 eve that was going on back in the day too i remember people exactly. talking about that exactly but i think that message was was not able to be bullhorned in a way to get the young people 
um yes there were there were mm-hmm. meetings that was happening where young people were they were telling young people no don't go out here and don't do that da, 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 da. but now we got people with bigger bullhorns that are older saying don't be going to tear this up and it can make people respond like what the fuck are y'all doing like oprah i remember oprah was saying some shit like that i remember you know some of the old heads were just responding in this way that made me feel like oh you out of touch it didn't make me feel like oh let me go talk to you because you're an organizer and I'm not talking. I'm not talking about Oprah, but um, just just oh, some of the the messaging from the old yeah, some of the messaging from the old heads was also the negative messaging were also getting around faster as well, and that could turn mm-hmm. people off. And that's what I mean about the minds of people being able to be swayed um, easier. The tides of people's mind because they're getting mm-hmm. information so much quicker and those kind of disconnect even in the hood yeah. i may not be connected with the old head who used to organize in the 80s or in the 90s i may not be connected with them maybe they retired and went but just the else. people just the people not necessarily even the folks that were organizing but the people in the issues like a tale of two cities one city they said we're about to go on these streets and we want everybody to be there basically at like five o'clock six o'clock and go march and shit People got to go to work like they're not even thinking about class stuff and the kids getting out of school. They're not thinking about that versus another city where, you know, they coordinate it based on like working people's lives, mm-hmm. working black people's life, like poor black people's lives and try to coordinate around that. They go marching in the streets. You had some provocateurs who try to yeah. tear up the hood and they were like, who the fuck are you? No, my grandma go to this Walgreens. Yeah. Okay. Over here on Martin Luther King. That's all I'm. I'm not. I'm not talking. Basically, I'm talking about the people that's on that. On the. On that. Who are disconnected, and oftentimes the flip side of their disconnect means they're calling out folks who are black, who are poor, or working class, and in the hood for not knowing the right language or knowing the right things. That's the. That's the. That's kind of the category right of folk I'm talking know, about. That's a lot of, to be more it's like a lot specific. Of people that's in the hood that are very educated. Right. Well that's what I'm saying. And that that's that's actually that's I'm sorry. That was a very key part. But that's that's what I meant about that disconnect. So folks who are kind of disconnected in that way, where it's like, you know, I can explain to this intellectually and da 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 da. And why don't you da da da? You should just know, the, you know, you got to vote. OK, girl, like that's, you know, if you're saying the, you, the, the bail situation or the jail situation that y'all keep getting caught up in, that's what you're voting for. That's very different. But if you're not thinking about that. You wouldn't know that. Mm-hmm. You can't just shame somebody to vote. You can't just, <laughs> just tell true. someone. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying about relationship building and having that disconnect. When you connect it, I, I see plenty of people connected in community in, the, in different urban, particularly urban communities, and doing great work. What I'm all I'm saying is that even in those places, there's separation between the people who gonna call somebody out all damn day and intellectualize and make this abstract. And da 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 da, and theoretically we shouldn't have to do X, Y, and Z. And the folks who are still doing the work, black people, young black people, old black people, you still have that kind of, you know, the disconnect is all I'm saying. And like, it's a lot of shit on the line. It's a really good time to have the people impacted by the issues to be a part of that conversation a little bit more. Cause so make it, so we, okay, let's close this out because uh, we anyway. talked about this. So, oh shit! Generally. <laughs> That was you, y'all. What we're saying is you have to be proactive in your connection to community, not only as an organizer, but as somebody just coming in. Like, if you don't know, you need to find people 
don't try to like that's the part lj said yeah. don't try to reinvent the wheel if something has already been done and something is already working you build off of that there are people out here who have been doing the work who have been trained and we're not talking about trained like you went to some um class we're talking about they've been under the tutelage of old heads or people who have been doing this work who knows the history who knows the battle that have already been fought you need to be connected with these people you can't just be going out in the street going out thinking oh well how, what can i do and like you just gonna change the tides just automatically. No, you have to go and get connected with people who have already been doing this work, period. Yeah. And if you don't, and it's not just about being in the hood, it's about the connections. It's about connecting with people who are actually mostly impacted by this stuff. And so yeah. don't let the internet, don't let the trolls, don't let all of that stuff stop you from being connected. Don't let it intimidate you. Go find people who are actually on the ground. And especially if you black, but definitely if you white and you trying to be an ally, <laughs> you need to make connections, <laughs> authentic collect connections, um, authentic authentic connections. Um, don't try to come in that space and take it over. Bring your wallet. No. <laughs> bring your wallets. Bring your labor <laughs> to um, help assist. Assist. Bring your, <laughs> your connections <laughs> with power right. so that you can yeah. pass some of those resources off, those kind of things. Yes. And so there, but overall, there are people who are yeah. already doing the work, not necessarily super old, because I know there's some things from back in the day that, honey, we don't want to keep. Respectability. Right. <laughs> That's some shit that we don't want to keep from the old heads. But there are some old heads that have adjusted and are going with the times. Like, I, I don't, ex I no longer, I used to be like, oh, they're old. So the, it, it takes them down. The, honey, um, um, and she's not the only one, but Angela Davis was out here um, promoting trans shit and she 80 plus. <laughs> right. I didn't even right. know she was 80. Wow. I think she's like 80 something. Ain't she? Mm. Probably. Yeah, she like 80 something. She up there. She up there. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely fucking gorgeous. Wow. I'm yeah. gagging myself. So she's up, you know, and not she's not the only one. There's other old heads who really are going with the times, who are doing the work, who are still reading and still learning and still growing and still yeah. evolving. That's and what so, it's all about. Yeah. Right. It's about still building learning. what we already yeah. know. So we're not yeah. doing, making the same mistakes and doing the same strategies that, that have not worked and building on the strategies, strategies that do. So making those connections and listening to people who are in the work, old, young, whatever. Right. Being open, if you're older, being open to new strategies and, you know, new technology mm -hmm. and using it and how to use it. And you get what I'm saying? I think that that is really important. I think the, the key takeaway of what I'm hearing you say, LJ, is you have to be in connection and in community with people, which goes back to what I said earlier about not being stuck in your silos. We have to work exactly. together and stop getting in. Even I, when we think about the aerial situation, these, some of these conversations is getting to the point where it's like, it's why are we wasting our time? Why are we wasting our time with these motherfuckers? Like, don't even waste your fucking time arguing with these motherfuckers. This is not, this is almost like that sea lining word that I was telling y'all about. Sea lining where they just asking you questions. They don't really have no intention of learning. They just asking you fucking questions just to waste your fucking time. No, yeah. no, don't waste your time in some of these conversations. <laughs> it's not worth it. 
Because some oh, of yeah. them know. They know. A lot of them know better. A lot of yeah. them know better. And well, a lot of them not know, trying to learn. And but not even that. A lot of them know their fucking history. Just like our, just like our black elders pass our history down. So does their white elders Amen. pass their history down. Amen. So let, every time we remind them, they fucking know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that this Venezuela stuff, right? It's like, yeah, that, this uh, is why you're talking shit. to an elder, right? Because if you talk to the elder, if you're like, this is new, how do we would it do? What you find out is what we know now. This was something they did to black folks back in the day. Yeah, in the south. So all they so on the right, they're repeating stuff they did in the past. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> Yeah, they doing reconstruction tactics and all this shit, all this shit with the boat, all that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. We we told once again we have did a show off the cuff, which I always love. Um, My favorite. So tell us what y'all think. Hashtag Marcia's play of all the things that we have talked about. Give me, give me, give me euphoria, more than peace of mind. It's the joy in space to change the tide. Give me, give me, give me euphoria, more than peace of mind. It's the joy in space to change the tide. Give me, give me, give me euphoria, a feeling and a high can never come down from. So tell me, what is bringing y'all euphoria this week? I will rest. Come on, rest. <laughs> go on, LJ. You can go first. Rest. That's it. Rest. That's it. Rest. <laughs> I know that's right. Yeah. Rest. Come on. <laughs> that's what I need. Rest. No shade. This whole weekend. But I, I'm so happy that I stayed awake and did whatever I had to do in order to have fun with my good girlfriend and, and, and create memories. Because life mm-hmm. is so short. Um, my euphoria was actually today. I went to a black church. And I got my motherfucking life. I had been, I had went to, I had been going to this white church that was around the corner for a minute. And it was so, it was cute. She was cute. But like, it was real dry. Very tomatoes. Really? Very It was dry. White church. Very, very, very crackers. No, like the kind that you eat, they make you thirsty. Very that. It was... (laughs) Damn. And I'm not, oh, cracker sounds like a, oh, that's a, that's a slur. No, I'm that's not a saltine. It's a saltine. I'm not a rinse. It's a saltine, bitch. <laughs> not the rinse, baby. <laughs> it ain't the buttery, good Keebler motherfucking clubhouse <laughs> yeah. yummy. It's the Come saltine. Come on, for a buttercracker. Yeah. Listen, with the green box. Yes. And the little elf on it. Right. <laughs> Yummy. It, but it, it's the, you know, the stale white in the white plastic. Ooh, uh, Wonder Bread. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's the kind they have at hotels. Yeah, no, thank you. It's a <laughs> no, communion it's cracker, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> a pres- at a press was well, it the wafer yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Tom, you're so stupid so so the, the <laughs> so the the church was good y'all like like people ignored us at the like they spoke to us but it wasn't as welcoming as the black church as soon as I got out even the babies was talking to us like people greeted us People made us feel so welcome. I I was able to enjoy service. Um, like I just and, and I was able to rock and shit. Like I like I was able mm. to feel 
I can't explain it. It's something about being around your people. And I'm not saying white people not my people because my mother is a white woman. But it's a different experience. It's absolutely beautiful. So that was my euphoria. They not your people, girl. <laughs> <laughs> we live in the land of one drop rule. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. You ain't passed it, girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, they hate the one drop rule. But honey, you is that they know you black girl. You gotta cut the drops, Mia. Right. Right. No, you no, not so walking like, around and somebody saying, oh, is that a white woman? No. They is not saying that, honey. <laughs> if you was one of them kind of biracials, I would run with it, girl. <laughs> but, <laughs> I know y'all no, like <laughs> Y'all love to try it, but you know. <laughs> That's how I love to try it. First of all, I look I look my skin is bronze. Whatever. The right. only thing that looks like is my mug. And that's because I didn't see the sun. Right. That's what I'm saying. You ain't you ain't passing, girl. You darker you literally darker than me. <laughs> see, I'm I love my melanin. I yes, I know you do. That's why I said they, they Who to be hell? Nobody. <laughs> not me. <laughs> I promise you not me. And so no, that's why I didn't make your people, girl. <laughs> Listen. Nah, oh go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, that was that was, that was, that was <laughs> Oh. So my you you said rest, right? Do I need to go? Yeah. Okay. So, so my my um, trip this week has I was I did a keynote speaker at the Trans Equity Summit Word. in Minneapolis, um, Minnesota. I had never been hey. to Minneapolis. I had been to Milwaukee, but I had never been to Minneapolis. Okay. And okay. Midwest. Yes, and so that's the town of Prince and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, "Ew, this is cute." So mm -hmm. I went. They, it was just amazing. So this is a the ninth annual summit that um, um, city council member Andrea Jenkins created yeah. nine years ago, and you know she is a groundbreaking. Um, um, what is not? Is like I said, a politician. Yeah, um, elected official. And I was there for that event and it was amazing. I just had an amazing time. So, but one of the part that really brought me euphoria is going to um, House of Soul, Miss Sheila's House of Soul, which is a soul food restaurant that is like blocks away from where Joy, George Floyd passed away. So Miss, uh, Miss Jenkins, her district is where George Floyd passed away. Like wow. where, where he was murdered. I'm saying passed away. Where he was murdered, he didn't pass murdered. away like it was yeah. actually right. killed by that um, cracker. Yeah. <laughs> he was killed by cracker honky Ofe. All of them. All of them. And so, in that situation, she literally threw her, uh, you know, her being elected, and she was going through all of that. And so, she is mm. really trying to make this is a black trans woman. <laughs> oh wow! She is, she is really trying to make. She has, you know, I, I put it on my Instagram. There, there is like a makeshift memorial for George Floyd there, and they're really trying to put money into that intersection. Um, they already have changed the name of the street. There is, oh, I, if you look at the video that I posted on my Instagram, mm -hmm. there in the, there are 
names of slain people that line the streets like it's all names 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 all of from all around the country they have made tons of memorials like a particular cemetery um and they just, she just really is really impactful. And she was like, I want you to know that trans people were some of the first people who were out here protesting for his life. And, you know, of course, a lot of other people came too, but because this is my district and the trans people know me, they were out here first. And so going to this restaurant that is black owned and, you know, her, her coming out because, you know, I'm with the politician, you know, of course they gonna come out and greed and say, hey, how you doing, um, yeah. elected, uh, elected official? You know, Roll so they came the out and sat with us and talked to us about how, you know, this is our culture and, you know, we got a lot of people moving in that don't even, you know, that ain't even connected to the black community trying to open up soulful restaurants, but we're the oldest and blah, blah, blah. So Miss Sheila's um, House of Soul. An interesting part of this is I was, so speaking of old heads, I was with Andrea and I was with an 80 year old politician from that was the former mayor of Tuskegee, Alabama. And he was the first mayor wow. since before, um, he's retired now, but since before the last one in Alabama was Booker T. Washington. He was the next one. <laughs> and what this, this is what's even wow. more crazier. His wife, his first wife was white and it was relative of George Wallace. <laughs> Do y'all know who George Wallace is? So George Segregation. Wallace. Yes. Now, forever, today. Forever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Not the comedian, y'all. Not the comedian. George Wallace, the, <laughs> the civil rights racist white man of Alabama who was um, telling Bull Connors to push people down at the bridge. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I think he was the governor at that time. Wasn't he the governor? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, George Wallace, yeah. The, the racist white governor of Alabama. Well, from also, he, wa he wasn't he wasn't uh, super hyper segregationist. He just saw it was politically expedient, just like they're doing today, mm -hmm. and hopped on board. So he, didn't even, he wasn't even really no staunch racist until it was getting them so votes. So it was time to perform oh. racism. <laughs> So yep. his one of his either his granddaughter or his child somewhere around there he end up marrying um, wow. Johnny Ford. <laughs> they end up having children. They end up having children, and <laughs> me and your you know, face. <laughs> it's more of a gag. So his so Johnny Ford. He um, what I found interesting about his history is that he served long enough to switch parties twice. So he started off as a Democrat and switched to being a Republican in 2003. Oh, no, he was two-faced. And then he switched back to being a Democrat in 2010. <laughs> no. So uh, Andrea, he was coming up to meet different mayors because he's the president of some kind of mayor mayoral conference or something like that. Mm. And he was mm -hmm. coming to meet Andrea because he's the type of person that goes and meet different politicians that have potential to become mayor. And because Andrea won at an even bigger margin in her election than even some of the mayors of Minnesota, she's looking like a really, really good prospect. Do you see what I'm saying? So he came yeah. to meet her and she was like, Oh, I don't. This is some dude who's been back and forth from Democrat. He's from he from um, <laughs> Alabama. So I'm gonna bring you to the Trans Summit to see how you to you so you know. I'm gonna bring you to the Trans Summit to see you how you interact with the trans people. And I must say, he 
passed with flying colors. All no pronouns was wrong. He was cool as fuck. Didn't act weird. He was opening the door for us. <laughs> and this is even like in private. This wasn't just performing in front of everybody. This is like even when we were at the restaurant, he was acting. He was just so nice and so gentleman. Um, like pulling out my chair. It was just me, him, and um, uh, me, him, and Andrea. And we sat down at the soul food place and was eating and he was just sharing information, just like historic information. Like, wow. you know, cause he's 80. His brain is sharp as a knife, his his movement, like he's walking around and like, he's just like, you do not know that this is an 80 year old man. <laughs> and so- Because he took um, care of himself. I don't know, maybe genetics or whatever. It was good. Hell no. You got to take care of yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's you got to take that. care of yourself. And so I just felt like I was in front of, you know, just somebody with so much history. Like he um, knew many of the um, Tuskegee, because he graduated from Tuskegee too, I think somewhere around there. He knew many of the still living um, Tuskegee Airmen, because it's not many of them still living, because they're like, uh, the ones right. that are still living are like in their hundreds. Um, wow. and so they're really, really, oh, but he knows some of them. Um, he was calling people on the wow. phone that you like, yo, you know, these people, of course I'm 80. <laughs> and so it was, yeah. it was wild, but it was just a great experience. And so sitting down and eating with them in that capacity of this soul food restaurant and talking about the history. And it's one of them restaurants that got, that got all these celebrity pictures around them that has visited the restaurant. And right. just, it just was so dope. Wow. And that is what gave me um, euphoria this week. That's the thing. Wow. I, mean, I think that's, that's what we was just, that's what we was just talking about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the connection. <laughs> uh, so, all right, y'all. Tell us what y'all think of the show. Thank y'all once again. Like I said last week, we reach our millions, and we will be doing our anniversary hey. show really, really soon for our five-year anniversary. Um, wow. And yeah, we can't wait to do that for y'all. And yeah, we'll see y'all next week. You got something to add? I yeah. can't wait to hear Diamond's anniversary song. Go ahead. <laughs> hey. um no shade to all the organizers and people doing great work and making their money this is not about you if it's about you then it's about you okay. but if it's not it's then it's not so. it don't <laughs> holla. exactly exactly but shout out to the people doing the great work that they doing hey hey yeah. make connections with them <laughs> and is it still it's early voting time yeah, uh, we'll have we'll have some posts up about about voting, early voting, about uh, registration. Because um, when is so, the last you know, day to register? Is it already over? It, it's going to depend on where you're at, but we'll have some yeah. posts up, just like linking folks to get connected. So be on the lookout for that. Because uh, y'all got to we all got to register. Yes, I uh, but the first the first the first cutoff. I don't know what state it is, but I do know the first registration deadline is September 25th. I don't know which state. But yeah. one of the states is September twenty fifth. Oh, so so uh, check, 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 check. Probably fucking Texas with they late at. No, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> they are late, but that's, it's not us. <laughs> All right, y'all. Bye. -bye. <laughs> All right, peace, love y'all. All right, bye. And just in case you forgot, go down in the info box and fill out the Black Census Project survey. You ain't got nothing to do. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and fill it out. You got two, three, four, five minutes to be on fast. You can do it. Go ahead. It's in the it's in the inbox. We're gonna post a link on our Twitter and we're gonna have it on our Facebook. In our bio on Instagram, wherever. Easy for you. So I wrote this song for the little murders 
and Uncle Clifford's out in the world. I hope you enjoy. See, baby, that's a lot of light. You're so bright. They might need to squint their eyes. But don't you worry, baby, a star in every way. Just shine. It's the starlight, the moonlight, the sun, whatever one reflects on you. And I can't stop. And I can't stop everything from happening to us. But I can love on you. Feel so pride inside your light, and I think it's time, time to come out the dark. Time to come out the shadow. Come out the dark 